For that baseball team in Oakland, it's second verse, same as the first. You are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome back for another episode of Locked on A's. I'm Wayne Coy, lifetime A's fan from Oakland, morning radio dude in the East Bay for a lot of years. And of course, now residing in Las Vegas, Nevada. I know. Hey, thank you for making Locked on A's your first listen every day. We really do appreciate that. Of course, free and available wherever you find your podcasts. And of course, on YouTube as well, all part of the Locked on Podcast Network. That's your team every day and today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel they want you to make every single moment the best it can be and you can make it more and right now new customers get a heck of a deal just in time for the football playoffs uh yeah uh, how about this a five dollar bet could get you uh a big bonus and I'll tell you more about that in just a minute you visit FanDuel.com locked on and you can get started well I guess the question is what do we actually know? I mean, we hear a lot, but as A's fans, what do we know? Well, we do know that spring training starts soon, and we do know that there are some young players who just hope that they can make a, an impression wherever the team is playing, and they're trying to keep all the business stuff away and concentrate on baseball. There's nothing wrong with that. We also know that 2024 is the last season for the A's, to have a lease in Oakland. It expires at the end of the 2024 season. And of course, even if everything goes as we've heard it's planned, more on that later in Las Vegas, uh, 2028 would be their first season there. So that means 25, 26, 27, you got a baseball team with nowhere to play because it really is looking highly likely that there's no chance that Oakland and the athletics get on the same page and extend that lease at the Coliseum. More and more, in fact, it's not looking that way at all. Uh, in fact, just today, Dave Cavill, John Fisher, and the rest of the Oakland A's tire-kicking team showed up in Sacramento, even welcomed to the stadium uh, in Sactown by, this is crazy, but remember now, if you know your history, the River Cats used to be the A's AAA team. Now they're the Giants AAA team, but yeah, they were welcomed, I guess, with arms wide open so they could take a tour of the stadium. And so it was all of that contingency uh, from the A's, minus, of course, anybody who actually has anything to do with the baseball side of the operation. It was all front office business types, and they were there to check everything out, get a little bit of a tour of the stadium, and they did. And apparently, uh, according to what we're hearing, that's just this stop on the tour. There's more to come. Salt Lake City is apparently next on the horizon so we'll see what happens there but uh the last we've heard is that starting in 2025 the a's will be playing in at least a couple of places we've certainly heard uh oracle where the giants play we've heard now sacramento where the river cats play we've certainly heard about las vegas where the aviators play at las vegas ballpark but now you're going to throw into the mix i guess salt lake and the one thing that sort of looms large which we've talked quite a bit about on this podcast, is the fact that their television contract uh, that they've got with uh, 
NBC Sports, Northern California, uh, NBC Sports Bay Area is uh, pretty much insistent upon them playing or predicated on them playing in the Bay Area. And I think if that doesn't happen, they don't play uh, their games there, then it's at least, if nothing else, it's a renegotiation. It could also be a chance for the network to walk away. And you got a team that's lost over 100 games for a couple years in a row. I mean, I don't know about you. I'm no ratings expert, but I got a feeling that they're not great. But production's expensive. And so uh, they are certainly writing big checks. And I think if they could get out of that, maybe, just maybe, they might actually think about uh, exiting stage left, as Snagglepuss used to say. So we'll have to keep our eye on that. Again, if they end up in Las Vegas or Salt Lake City, you certainly couldn't make an argument that uh, their existing contract has any uh, sort of teeth at all. Like they're basically road games at that point, right? Maybe Sacramento might be a bit of a stretch, but I do know that the A's are on TV there and have been for years and years. So we'll have to, uh, we'll have to wait and see on that. Here's one thing that we also know. We do know that the NFL playoffs are here. And here they come. Is your favorite team still alive? Mine's not. I'm a Raider fan, so I'm, you know, over on the couch next to most of the rest of the NFL watching those other teams play. But still, very exciting, and FanDuel wants you to get involved. In fact, right now, $150 in bonus bets can be yours. With FanDuel, all you got to do is make a $5 bet, money line bet, on your team. Uh, whichever team you think is going to win. And if they do win and you're a new customer, then $150 in bonus bets comes your way, and that's guaranteed. You know, the app's very easy to use. It's very easy to download. And once you do, of course, so many different ways that you can bet, like live same-game parlays. I had a doozy last weekend. Uh, I don't even want to share it because it I, two out of three, but still that third one, I don't know what I was thinking. I thought Dallas was going to win. Anyway, <laughs> You did too, right? Find bets in the new Explore tab. They're all sitting there waiting for you. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. It's the best way to find the popular parlays. And, of course, all those crazy prop bets too. Everything's there for you at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Get over there. Make your first bet a touchdown with FanDuel, official partner of the National Football League. Well, it was at the end of November. I'm going to take you back now. We're just right after Thanksgiving. You may have caught the story because we certainly covered it here on the podcast. 26 acres of land on the north end of the Las Vegas Strip. So this would be uh, near the Stratosphere, near Sahara, the brand new Fountain Blue, Resorts World, that side of the Strip. Not the side that we've been talking about the most, which is the other end, the south end, where, of course, you've got... Uh, Mandalay Bay, and you've got the Excalibur, and you've got New York, New York, and MGM Grand, and of course, the Tropicana, at least for a minute anyway, until they knock that thing down. And you know that the A's have been talking about and got $380 million from the legislator, legislatures, legislature, legislators who work for the legislator. <laughs> anyway, those people who make laws, they gave $380 million to the A's in public funding. And site-specific, by the way, it needed to be, according to the SB1, if you read the whole thing, good luck with that. Uh, it's got to be on that Tropicana property, which would be right behind the current Tropicana Hotel, the one that's been there since the 50s. Well, they're going to knock that down no matter what. Bally's Corporation uh, wanting to grow, and uh, they're going to put a new facility there, which leaves the A's with uh, nine acres. And according to them, they're not, not going to change that. 
So that's a postage stamp that's basically adjacent to the airport. Not really great views. Of course, we haven't seen the renderings yet, but we will, I think, at some point. But that brings me back to where we're at here, which is that's the existing situation, those nine acres on the Tropicana site. It seems like the A's might be guilty of having a little bit of a wandering eye. And again, I take you back to the end of November. In fact, it was our November 28th episode of Locked on A's where we discussed the whole idea of Jackie Robinson, not that Jackie Robinson, but a different one, all net CEO and his ongoing quest to build a 22,000 seat arena at what is known now as the all net arena site, which is again on the North end of the strip adjacent to Sahara. Okay. Across the street from the festival grounds, which was one of the other previous locations discussed that the A's were uh, thinking about building a stadium in Vegas at. Well, uh, that became available at the end of November. And the reason why is because Clark County said, that's it. We're not going to extend you anymore. We've extended and extended and extended. I mean, this thing's gone on for a long, long time. They finally got to a point where they said, that's it. We're not going to extend it anymore. And there you go. At the end of November, all of a sudden, a 26-acre site that, frankly, is ready for anything now. It's been completely leveled. Uh, it's sitting there waiting for something. Okay. And for all those years, it was going to be an arena surrounded by, you know, towers, apartments, shopping, all of that. 26 acres. Okay. Uh, that certainly got, I think, and I said this back on the 28th of November, and I'll stand by it. It's got to have gotten the attention of the A's. Now, remember, SB1 is site-specific. It's not agnostic. It doesn't say you can build the stadium anywhere for $380 million worth of our help or with our help. It says you got to build it at the Tropicana site. But you got 26 acres that are now all of a sudden available in what seems to be a burgeoning area of the Strip, because it is. Well, just a couple of weeks after that, remember, the A's announced that they would be unveiling those renderings of the new stadium. What's it going to look like? We all want to know. Well, they said they were going to do that. Then there was an unfortunate incident with uh, Las Vegas or Nevada uh, state troopers that were, were killed. And because of that, and because of Governor Joe Lombardo's involvement in that and a memorial and service and all of that, they said uh, out of respect, they were going to uh, postpone it. And now we hear it's postponed until big league weekend, which is not until March in Las Vegas, that gives you plenty of time to really sort of weigh your options. Doesn't it? Maybe plenty of time to get back to the table. Doesn't it? Well, yeah, if you got a 26 acre site that is way better than what you're currently dealing with, which again is just this little blip on the map over there at a very busy intersection. That's never really been, you know, a prime place for a stadium. Let's face it. Uh, Certainly a busy intersection, but beyond that, not a good place. There's no egress on and on and on. So uh, this other spot's available. I said back on November 28th, don't be surprised if you see the A's maybe start to try to take that seriously. I'm going to stand by that and tell you that that might have a lot to do with why you still haven't seen the renderings. In fact, from what we understand, there are two versions, not the John Lennon, Yoko Ono album. We're talking about two versions of these renderings that are out there floating around that a few people apparently have seen. One of them is a retractable roof stadium. 
that is very, I guess, obviously based on the renderings, uh, sitting on way more acreage than is now being given to them at the Tropicana site. The other one is a domed stadium that would indeed fit on the TROP site. So hedging your bets, it's something that we're pretty good at in Las Vegas. And I would say, don't be surprised if this proposed location changes again. It, they'd have to do some things. They'd have to meet with uh, the legislators again. See, I said it right that time. But remember, we've had that festival site, which is near Circus Circus. Uh, owner there said, no, I, I'm not interested in selling. Yet the Rio site, which I still contend if the A's are, I mean, to me, the best location is uh, right there at 66th and, and uh, 880 in Oakland. That's the best site. Second would be Howard Terminal. And now if they're going to come to Vegas, if indeed that does happen, I think uh, the best location so far that's been presented is the Rio site for lots of reasons, because the Rio itself is going through a major facelift. It's going to be almost a new, exciting property again. I mean, they're going to have to keep some of the, the bones, of course, but they're going to change a bunch of that. But the talk was that the A's could pretty much have that entire massive lot that sits next to the Rio for a dollar. They were going to be charged one dollar. Uh, they're going to be able to buy it, sorry, for a dollar. And why that didn't materialize, I'm still not sure, but I, I think that would have been the best site. Then, of course, there's the Wild Wild West site, which is where they were before they pivoted to the Tropicana site. And the issue with that site is uh, the Fertitis. And that's who own it. That's who they'd be buying it from. That's who be, they'd be doing business with, which uh, is not a good thing if you are a member of the unions here, specifically the culinary union who don't get along with that family and there's a long history with their properties and uh, working with, not working with the union. So it doesn't surprise me at all that that uh, was not the property that they stayed at, that they moved. And I think that had a lot to do with the move. Again, can't guarantee that, but I got hunches. All right. Well, uh, in just a minute, I want to talk about some checks, specifically revenue sharing checks, and then some checks that uh, the A's didn't receive. They're checks that they actually wrote. I don't know if you heard about these, but we certainly want to share with you uh, what's going on there. And uh, it's, again, another case of what do they say? Follow the money. That's what you always hear, right? Well, we, we want to talk about money for just a second because, you know, after the holidays, there is no doubt about it that a little extra cash would go a long way, especially after all that gift giving. It hurts, it hurts, and then it hurts to the point where uh, the bank is uh, is empty. Well, you want to buy the everyday things that you need. And of course, you'd like to get a little cash back if you can on your everyday purchases. Well, you can with Ibotta. Ibotta, that's I-B-O-T-T-A. It's a free app and they give you the most cash back every single time you shop on hundreds of items, whether it's groceries, beauty supplies, they, they are able to put that cash back in your pocket so you can make sure that you are beating inflation right? No matter what you're purchasing. And right now, Ibotta offers you five bucks for just trying Ibotta. And all you got to do is use the code locked on MLB when you register. Just go to the App Store or the Google Play Store, download the free Ibotta app, I-B-O-T-T-A, and start earning cash back. Use the code locked on MLB. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A. You're going to find them again in the Google Play or App Store. And when you get there, make sure you use that code again. It's locked on MLB. You know, some other friends of ours that I certainly want to tell you about, uh, we love them. They are Jace Medical. And what does Jace do? Well, 
First of all, they proved that they can rhyme with the best of them. I've told you before, I'll tell you again, the Jace case. It's a pretty awesome thing because, you know, we come to sports for a reason. We want to escape all the craziness. We want to forget about the real that's out there in life. Well, unfortunately, sometimes the real slaps you in the face. According to the FDA, the pharmacies are apparently running out of antibiotics right now. And I'm talking about common antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of what is no doubt the worst flu season in over a decade. If it isn't flu, well, you know, it's COVID or whatever. Well, it's kind of scary, right? Well, you can't imagine maybe a more helpless feeling than if a family member is sick, you know, whether it's your, your husband or your wife or your, your grandkids or your kids. Uh, that's not a good feeling. So what you want to do is make sure you're ahead of the game when it comes to this supply chain issue. And that's exactly what Jace Medical does for you. Life-saving medications, they put them in your hand when you need them. So if you're out of town, you can't reach your doctor, you're just not feeling good, you want to know you've been taken care of where you can be. These antibiotics, of course, have been uh, able to be, and it's proven, treat a long list of bacterial infections, including UTIs, which according to my wife are no fun whatsoever, totally no bueno. Well, you can get some help here. Same thing with respiratory infections and sinusitis and skin infections and on and on. All of that can be taken care of with your Jace case. Visit jacemedical.com, complete what they call your physician encounter, and that will then be reviewed by a board-certified physician. After everything's all checked out and good, they're going to send it to you right to your doorstep so that you can have it and you can have the peace of mind that comes with that preparation, that amount of time that you took to make sure that you and your loved ones have been taken care of. And, of course, we want to give you a little help, a little incentive to check it out. So go to jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com and use offer code locked on and you'll get $20 off your order. Now, who says they don't have your back? That's what I'm talking about. So go check them out. All right. Um, want to talk about checks. We want to talk about checks, baby. Want to talk about you and me. Well, it's revenue sharing, and the 15th of the month was kind of a big deal, right? That was the, that was the deadline. The Oakland A's had to, had to have a binding agreement, according to MLB and, and the, uh, the last agreement that they all came to. Uh, was that uh, the, the A's had to have a binding agreement for a new stadium, whether it was in Oakland or anywhere, by the 15th of January. And we've gone back and we've looked at that agreement that now exists for that, that uh, situation over there that we've been talking about it on Tropicana and Las Vegas Boulevard. Mm, it's not binding. So uh, apparently MLB can take the word binding and make it mean anything they want to to be able to fit the narrative. You know, the voters... Uh, the owners rather voted in lockstep. They said, yeah, unanimously, uh, we're going to go ahead and allow this move. So that took place. Um, and the revenue sharing apparently is going to continue, at least for one more year. The A's are going to get what is basically uh, the MLB equivalent of welfare. I mean, that's what it is. And it was the driving force be behind having to get in front of those lawmakers when they did to get that passage, thanks to the lobbyist that worked so hard, more on that in just a minute, uh, but to get that $380 million in funding. And yeah, the A's will make up the difference on that 1.5, yeah, right, uh, stadium that they're going to build, $1.5 billion stadium, which I think the last I saw, north of $2 billion uh, at minimum to be able to build this thing. And the clock keeps ticking, right? There's no shovels in the ground yet. So those costs continue to go up. Well, anyway, revenue sharing is something that they felt that they needed to be able to exist in the meantime. And so 
Apparently, MLB has agreed, even though, like I said, you look up the definition of binding, go back and read this agreement and see what's actually taken place, what's been signed up to this point, and you're going to come away with the same conclusion that in the true sense of the word, ain't nothing binding about it. But I digress. Now, the other significant thing that we waited for, the 15th of January, was, of course, the deadline for Nevada's public officials, the elected officials, to file for what they call financial disclosure statements, or FDS, and uh, this other form that's called the, the C&Es, or Contributions and Expenses Reports. They have to be filed, made public by the 15th of January. Okay, well, they did. And by the way, the fines are stiff. If you don't do this, oh, are you in trouble? As a matter of fact, up to 10 days late, it's going to cost you $25. I'll say that again. 25 bucks, yeah, up to 10 days late. More than 45 days late, uh, you could get slapped with $250 in fines. Listen, it's not about that money because obviously that's nothing. Okay, What it is about is saving face looking good in the eyes of the people who put you in office in the first place, saying, see, I was told to disclose everything, and therefore I've done it. Take a look. My books are open. Uh, go ahead and peruse at your own, uh, you know, at your own pace. Feel, feel good about looking at the numbers. And, oh, look the other way when you see that the Athletics Investment Group, that would be the Oakland A's, uh, have given me, elected politician, a campaign contribution. What's that? Oh, was I going to vote no? Yes, I was. I mean, no, I was going to vote no. But then no became yes. And funnily enough, it was a big, long list of those people who received a check from the Oakland A's. You know, the no's that became yeses. Now, to be fair, there's a few people that got paid by the A's uh, that were no votes. And we'll just follow that money as time goes on. But in the meantime, there were some very, I would say, high profile uh, people that if they weren't a no vote, they were at least looking like they were leaning that way, uh, who benef benefited from a check uh, here from the Oakland A's. Now, remember, these, these payments went out months ago. They're only just now being disclosed. So let's kind of go through that. By the way, over $100,000 in uh, Oakland A's payments to Nevada elected officials, including Steve Yeager. Remember that name? Yeah. We talked a lot about Steve here on the podcast. Oh, Steve got a check for $10,000. Same thing for Senate Majority Leader Nicole Canizero, who was uh, very prominent in those hearings. Of course, she was kind of running things. Uh, she and her, uh, and her new baby, uh, by the way, cute little baby. And so, um, yeah, so we know who Nicole is. Clark County Commissioner Ross Miller also with a donation of $10,000, and the list goes on. Now, some of these weren't as large. Some of these were smaller, but still of note, uh, and I'll include in that $2,000 to James Orenshaw, Senator Melanie Scheibel, uh, Lisa Krasner, and then one in particular. Oh, did I mention the $5,000 to Senator Marilyn Dondero Loop, who I thought was a no, but I'd have to go back and check that. Minority Leader P.K. O'Neill, a Majority Floor Leader, Sandra Haurigi, okay, all of them $5,000. But back to the, the two grand recipients, and one in particular whose name is Fabian Donate. Or if you read the sign, Donate, which is what the A's did. Remember this? Thank you for being here. Senator, yeah, it's oh. great to be here. Thank you so much. Dave Cavill, president of the A's. I'm happy to answer any questions you have. If you could restate the 
the question to be great. Sure. So yeah. this is my final question. It's directly to you. So on page 39 of your presentation, uh, you listed the tax revenue sources, and there's several tax revenue sources that will be included in the Sports and Entertainment and Improvement District. Uh, in one of them, you've listed the live entertainment tax, and that's something that is going to be captured. And so this question is directly to you as the leadership of the Oakland Athletics and your future presence. In the legislation before us, you know, I find it a coincidence that there are funding considerations that will take certain tax percentages away from our county, and that's a problem. Having said that, uh, I believe there's an equity issue that exists in our state, and I want to make sure that I get this from you directly. Uh, given the gaps that we have seen in conversations we've had throughout this session, it is clear that not everyone pays for the live entertainment tax. For example, in my district, which is also where the stadium is going to be located, we have venues like Sand Dollar. It's a local bar that features live bands, and they pay the live entertainment tax. But considerations like yours, athletic stadiums or events, would not have to pay for it. So I want to get this just off, on the record directly to you. Uh, do you, would you agree that it is important to maintain equity across all businesses and that you will commit to willingly pay for the live entertainment tax for baseball games and athletic events featured at this facility in the near future? Well, I appreciate the question. Um, you know, obviously, we're bringing the baseball team to Southern Nevada, over a billion dollars in private capital. We're looking for a partnership, um, and we want to make sure that we're going to continue to invest in a variety of ways to improve um, the situation for small businesses, medium-sized businesses, um, in a variety of fashions uh, beyond the live entertainment tax. So I think by bringing additional tourists and other ways that generate tax dollars for the community, we think our project can actually be a net positive for the community, plus the quality of life that comes with a baseball team. Thank you so much for that. But that didn't answer my question. So again, it's a yes or no. Will you willingly commit to pay the live entertainment tax in the near future to fix the equity issue that exists? Like I said, we are committed to um, being a great community partner in Southern Nevada um, and investing you know, over a billion dollars to ensure... That, that still does not answer the question, sir. I'm asking you directly, yes or no, will you commit to paying the equity issue that we see existence for the live entertainment tax? The, the legislation as it's currently envisioned you know, does not contemplate that. Um, the project is based on you know, what is currently proposed. And so we, we've been focusing on that as really the path forward. Uh, for the team and for the community. Thank you. I mean, I find that disingenuous. I asked you directly, you're going to be capturing this as part of your legislation, yet you can't even commit to doing it yourself. And so I think that's something that the taxpayers must know of this state, but I divert my questions for the next round. Thank you. Okay, did that, did that look and or sound like a yes vote coming from that man to you? No, I already know the answer. I mean, we were high five and we were watching that. We're like, okay, finally, somebody with a backbone to stand up to the A's actually specifically called for Dave Cavill to come back down because he'd left. And they said, we need, we need somebody from the A's here because I want to ask you a question. So at, up to all of that, through all of that, what you just saw, everybody believed that Fabian was absolutely going to be a no vote because he had just way too many questions and he was certainly concerned about his constituents. Okay. I'm not necessarily connecting the dots. All I know is, is that that what sure seemed to be like a no, not even a maybe, but an N-O in caps, somehow became a yes. And also, this particular politician has now had his campaign, their coffers, 
grown by $2,000, courtesy of the Oakland Athletics and the A's investment, whatever they're called. Okay, so it's one and one, two. Are we making an accusation here? No, but we were born. It just wasn't yesterday. This is how these deals get done. That's how what looked like, ooh, this is probably not going to be a yes collectively. Like this thing probably is not going to pass to almost overnight, well, overnight, it became, oh yeah, it'll pass, no problem. And funnily enough, now that we're here in January and we've seen the, uh, the disclosures, you can pretty much see how the road was paved with checks that were written by the Oakland A's. And you can say, well, that's politics as usual. Or you can say, when is this stuff going to stop? When are people really going to do the right thing for the right reasons? And if I'm Fabian Donate, or donate in this case, how can you with a clear conscience after you really told everybody you felt that way, one, flip your vote, two, accept that check. Send it back, Fabian, and I would invite the rest of you to do the same thing because it's just not okay. But anyway, what about baseball? What about the game? What about the players? Started off this whole episode by telling you that, you know, we've got some young players who really truly want to be able to make a statement on the field. And unfortunately, sadly, we spend almost no time talking about them. So I promise you that in the next episode, when we do get together again, that we will indeed spend some time talking about these very young, uh, seem to be getting better by the day, Oakland athletics who get lost in the shuffle. So that's coming up. Hey, Locked On has launched its, its first ever national 24-7 streaming network. It's pretty cool. It's on YouTube. You can check it out. It's called Locked On Sports Today. And you do get all the coverage in detail from all around the country, from the local reporters, and then, of course, from 30,000 feet above. You get that big picture stuff, too. So check it all out. It's available, again, 24-7, 365 days a year, Locked On Sports Today. In fact, we're going to send you over there here in just a minute. So check it out. See what you think. I think it's pretty cool. And I sure do appreciate you spending time with me today. Always fun to get together here at Locked On A's, your team every day. And please take a minute, if you can, to give us the thumbs up. That helps a lot because it helps spread the channel. It gets people uh, to at least find out that we're here and they get to see uh, what they think and hopefully be a part of our family, just like you are. So thank you for that. Please take a minute to give us that thumbs up if you can. Spread the channel around. And, of course, subscribe so you don't miss us when we're back here again. I'm Wayne Coy. I want to thank you for being here. And until next time, you keep on swinging.